0: Welcome to the Impact Church Aurora podcast. We pray that this week's message encourages you, engages you, and equips you to make an impact in the world around you. Now, get ready to receive the Word of God. We are a blessed ministry, ladies and gentlemen. We are blessed. I mean, just the the wealth of wisdom and knowledge and authority and power that we have in this ministry. And I'm, I'm not talking about the people who stand on the stage. I'm talking about you. You just don't know it yet. What well, I'm grateful for, though, is for praying mamas. Let me start right here. I'm grateful for praying mamas. I, I, I am grateful for every man or woman who gets on their knees to pray. I got this little, little quick video real quick because this, this I, I'm so thankful that when the devil's chasing me down, right, I got that mama praying for the hedge of protection. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen to that. Woo! Ephesians chapter 5 is where we're going to start today. Ephesians 5. Don't go too far, Deb. I might get a little excited, so. Um, Ephesians 5. <laughs> Verse 8. For you were once in darkness. Or you were even once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Once in darkness, I was once darkness, but now I'm light in the Lord. Walk then as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, here it is, and truth. We've been hitting you with this for four weeks now. That light represents truth. Truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. How many believe the last few weeks The Spirit of God, through the Word of God, has been literally exposing all the darkness of the enemy that's coming against your mind, coming against your family, coming against this ministry, coming against this city, this darkness that the enemy traffics in constantly. We expose that darkness with truth and the light. And I want to encourage you today, have nothing to do with those fruitless deeds of darkness any longer. Come on, you know exactly what those things are. The enemy keeps pulling you back, keeps pulling you back into this darkness, but what has it produced for you in your life? What has it done for you? What has your sin, your struggle, your shame actually done for you? Now I understand I'm not trying to be legalistic. I know biblically all things are permissible. Hallelujah. I'm free to do whatever I want, but not everything is profitable for me. And so I recognize I must expose these fruitless deeds of darkness and have nothing to do with them whatsoever. Before I even get into this, if you've just been under an onslaught of lies from the enemy and you believe today that you can still have, I mean, you can leave this place with truth, literally exposing those dark, fruitless deeds, lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord, right now. Yep. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to be beat down anymore. I don't have to be overwhelmed by the lies. I don't, I don't have to leave this place feeling so sick to my stomach because the Spirit of God is revealing things in me that I keep holding on to. Those dark deeds, but yet they're fruitless. They produce nothing. I, got it. I, just, I sense a deliverance even in this place today. Uh, a, a deliverance from these fruitless deeds Some of you have been struggling with with sexual sin for so long, and God is liberating you even today by exposing that darkness. Some of you have been been in this state of constant comparison with everyone else around you, and you feel so inadequate and, and unproductive in your own life, and you need to know the only unproductive thing is your thinking by trying to compare yourself to everyone else around you. Be who God has called you to be. You can produce much fruit that way. I just want to make sure that every dark, fruitless deed is being exposed with the light of truth today. Because I know the enemy's a liar. Satan's a liar. He is a liar. Even his half truths are half lies. It's what he is, it's who he is. The Bible speaks about in the last days when that, that lawless man is to be revealed. Bible tells us how the enemy is going to use the Antichrist, if you will. But one of the things that Satan does, revealed in Second Thess- uh, Thess- Thessalonians chapter 2, is this. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. He will use every kind of evil deception, every kind of evil deception, to fool those who are on their way towards destruction. Because here it is, they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. Listen to me, I love good preaching, but more than I love hearing the truth, I love it when I see people obeying the truth. Don't just get all excited about Pastor Katrina preaching, Pastor Joshua preaching, every now and then get behind me when I'm preaching. Don't just get excited at what you hear. Get excited that its application will produce what God promised in your life. It's not about hearing it. It's about doing it. I'm in love with obedience to his word. Today's message, I want you to look at your neighbor. Here's my my message title for today. Tell him. Pastor gonna preach this to you. Watch out for scam likely. Watch out for scam likely. Anybody got T-Mobile? Anybody got T-Mobile? Do you have T-Mobile? I get these phone calls all the time. Scam likely. I'm like, who is this? Who is this? So what I did is I jumped on T-Mobile's website to, figure, to, to learn what's going on. They offer what's called scam ID feature. Whenever someone calls you, your cellular carrier checks that number against a database of known scan phone numbers. If it matches a reported scammer, the caller's number is tagged with scam likely. Here's what it says. So you can keep your guard up when they call. t-mobile preaching and they didn't even know it so you can keep your look at somebody say keep your guard up you know who's calling you know who's trying to hit you up you know what kind of false doctrine is out there every evil deception trying to fool you on your way to destruction you've got to keep your guard up i know it's satan calling it's got to be a scam because this isn't what god told me I don't recognize this number. (laughs) Scam likely. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. He said, false prophets, false messiahs will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive. Listen, great signs and wonders to deceive if possible. Even... This is why I don't jump on the bandwagon of everyone who performs miracles. Everyone who's got a word from God. Every prophet that that self-proclaimed that exists out there. I want to see some fruit from your life. I see the gifting on your life. I know you gifted. That's the spirit. That is the gifts of the spirit. What I want to see from your life is some real fruit. Because then I know who you belong to. (laughs) Scam likely. Shows up in church all over the world. Performing miracles, signs, if possible, to even deceive the very elect. Hmm. I shouldn't be surprised. Lucifer was able to woo millions of angels in the atmosphere of heaven. Why is it not possible for him to just to woo the multitudes and mislead them right here on earth? He is the prince of the power of the air, after all. Here's what I want you to notice, though. If he is a liar, if he is a deceiver, if he, if he is a manipulator, even the very first words that come out of Satan's mouth, hey, somebody knows the word. Genesis 3, verse 1. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. Check it out now. He said to who? Oh, yeah, I figured men would get behind this. (laughs) He said to the woman, Eve, he was so cunning that he questioned Eve about what God really meant to Adam. Okay, So he goes after Eve here, and he says, did God really... Here's the first recorded words of Satan. Notice, he's not accusing God of anything. He's not, if you will full out saying deny god he's questioning what she knows did god really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden did god really say that wait wait, wait. he's he said that to adam eve did god really say has he indeed said you can you shall not eat from every tree in the garden now listen You must not eat from every tree in the garden. Eve says to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. All right, take in what Eve says in verse 3. Take it in. You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. Let's be clear what God actually really said. The instruction he gave to Adam just the chapter before in Genesis 2 is this, verse 16. Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Woo! I think we miss this about God because Satan's always trying to manipulate. And twist what God really has done for us. Did God indeed say, you? Satan puts the negative on it. You can't eat from every tree. But God ultimately says, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But, yep. Yep. Satan loves your butt. <laughs> the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now notice what God gave to Adam. Eve somehow had a form of it, but she included something else. God said, you shall not eat of it. She included, don't even touch it. uh, This is going to make sense here in just a moment. This is going to make sense. So here we have the serpent approaching Eve. He doesn't deny what God said, but he twists what God told Adam. And now props to Eve, because initially she's just like, no, hold up. Hold up. Let me repeat what God said. Mostly. Oh, I'm, I'm, this is so good right here. I'm going to sit and just let it Linger. For a generation that doesn't really know the Word of God. Mostly, we can regurgitate what other preachers have preached. I'll repost someone else's revelation on my Facebook page, but I don't know it myself. I mostly, but I don't know it myself. So she corrects the serpent initially, and she repeats God's instruction. But here's the critical mistake that we all often make. It's not that we have the wrong information, it's that we engage in the wrong conversation. Yeah. Why are you talking to this serpent anyway? Why aren't you talking to your man? Yeah. Why, why are you talking to this snake? Come on, somebody. Why why are you talking to that that that, that woman? Why why are you talking to, to, to that, that that boyfriend? You ain't married to her. He don't belong to you. Why, why are you talking to? Why are you talking yourself out of blessings? Why are you talking yourself out of giving? Why are you talking yourself out of forgiving? Why are you talking yourself out of loving? Why are you talking? Why are you talking to that serpent? It's not that you have the wrong information. It's that you are engaged in the wrong conversation. Who are you talking to? Here's what I want to tell you. Satan is a telemarketer. Scam likely. And can I give you some of the best advice I could probably give anybody here? Here's your best strategy against a telemarketer, Satan. Don't answer the phone. Just don't do it. I walked in on Furman yesterday. He was on his way into church two days ago. He was, on, he was on the phone with somebody. He was trying to get off the phone. I could tell it was a telemarketer, okay? Because he's like, oh, that's okay, sir. Thank you very much, but I, I don't have time to talk. And the guy, you know how it is with telemarkers. They want to keep feeding you this information, if you will. Furman finally got, I could hear it in his voice. He's like, hey, I'm going to hang up now. Goodbye. It's like, Yes. Why don't I find more Christians? I'm tired of hearing your nonsense, devil. You're trying to sell me on a bill of goods that I don't even want anyway. It ain't going to help me. It ain't going to protect me. It ain't going to bless me. I'm tired of talking. I'm going to hang up now. Now, I understand there's a big difference when you come to me and you tell me, Pastor, you got to try this restaurant. It is amazing. The food is delicious. You have to go. I've had plenty of people tell me about these restaurants, and I'm always like, well, why don't you take me? (laughs) There's a big difference, though, between you telling me how great a restaurant is and me going and experiencing it for myself. If if I may, the way I, I understand things is that if I just took your word for it, I have what we call communicated knowledge. Okay. You told me. So I have this communication kind of knowledge that says, based on your word, on what you say, on what you've experienced, Hmm, I should go and try it out. You, you know what? Yeah, I trust what you say. You, you never deceived me before. You told me that I could get coffee for $1.50 between 2 and 6 and I took you at your word. Now, it's nasty and bad for me, but thank God it's only (laughs) $1.50. Now, I get it. I have your experience, your knowledge to lean on. But the bigger difference is when I go and I try that restaurant for myself, And I taste that food, and I realize this is delicious, just like they told me. Because it wasn't just my experience now. It's not based on what you got to feel and what you got to taste and and what you know. I now have direct, what I call, revealed knowledge about how good this restaurant really is. I can tell you, too, I'm blue in the face that my mother-in-law is one of the greatest cooks on the face of the planet. But once you've tasted and seen that mama candy is good. (laughs) See, now now you can get behind what I'm saying because you have personal revealed knowledge of this truth. Now, here's what I want to get at. If it's true for restaurants, how much more true is it in our spiritual lives? I communicated something to Jaden. I revealed my will to Jaden earlier. Jaden, come help me out for just a moment. I have a revealed will for Jaden Welton's life. Jaden's going to come up here, but I need two more strong. I'm, I'm going to talk about I need two more strong volunteers, strong volunteers. I need two strong. All right, come here, Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's strong. You know he is. He, that boy's been working now. You can tell. Hallelujah. I'm on, all right. You're, you're good, Rev. You stay right there. You stay right there. I want a young man. There we go. Come on. You, you got your, your Impact shirt on anyway. You might as well represent. Come on. Come on. There we go. Alright. Now let's stand down here. Let's stand down here, Jaden. Jaden has my revealed will. Before service started, I communicated to Jaden what my will is. Okay? What you two are gonna do, gentlemen, is you're gonna do what you see Jaden doing. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna do what you see Jaden doing. Are we ready for this? Ready for this? Jaden, I've given you my word. Go and act on it. Go and do what I told you to do. Come on, we gotta we gotta do what we see Jaden doing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Alright, okay. All right? okay? Okay, okay, there it is, there it is, okay, 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 there it is, yeah. okay, all right. That's my revealed will. You're seeing through what I want you to do, what I've called you to do. There you go. It's part of your, de- it's part of your destiny to do these things. There we go, part of your destiny. Part of- you're, seeing it you're seeing it through, you're seeing it through, you're seeing it through, you're seeing it through. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> huh, huh, yeah, round, round two. Does it feel like God sometimes? He, he, he reveals something to us something he wants us to do. And, and what, are we, what are we usually doing? We find ourselves looking at the people. We find ourselves basing our, our walk on other people's experience on what we see them doing. Oh, oh, one more go. One more go. Because I revealed to Jaden to do this three times. Three times. Three times. Okay? I'm building some men up in this church. Look at this. We're building some godly men. That's what we're doing. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, yeah. yep. There we go, there we go. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. Kyle, give me a give me a second, give here, here. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. What was, what was my revealed will for Jaden? To do workout, shake hands, sing hallelujah, and jumping jacks. Jade, what was my exact revealed will for your life? Five push-ups, five jumping jacks, five shake hands, and then scream hallelujah. Ah, okay. So as Christians... Why do we think we can actually get anywhere with God when our attention is not on the word of God and what he's revealed to us, but on other people he's revealed things to? And then think, based on his experience, I can get it right every time. I have no idea. I'm, watching, I'm too busy watching what God has told you, how God has led you, what he's revealed to you. My knowledge is communicated knowledge. I'm too busy, focused on you. I can't even look to God myself to know five jumping jacks, five foot five handshakes. Shout hallelujah and do it again. I can't base my walk with God on yours. I can't base the will of God for my life on yours. I can't watch you and watch God at the same time. No more that communicated nonsense. Thank you, gentlemen. It's got to be revealed. 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 And here's what I know about God. He reveals to Adam what his will is. He lays out the command for Adam. Somewhere along the way, though, Adam repeats what God told him to Eve. Now, he could have said it exactly right. He could have communicated it word for word. But somehow, when Eve repeats it to the deceiver, she's now found an addition. And in fact, in some ways, if you will, almost starting to agree with the deception. Notice that Satan doesn't go after those who have revealed knowledge. He will deceive those with communicated knowledge. Now, I do know that, yes, I do know there are ministers out there that know the truth, and they choose to live a lie no matter what. They choose to sin no matter what. I get it, and that's not every one of them, so stop your judgment. But truth be told, most of us fall into this camp where we have a form of godliness, if you will. We've heard other preachers preach the word. Again, we listen to the sermons. We get excited about the music. We repost things in social media. But we don't know it personally for ourselves. My God. Can I tell you that Satan's greatest weapon isn't what he knows? His greatest weapon is what you don't. Isaiah 5, 13. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Your ignorance is the breeding ground for deception. What you don't know is killing you. It is robbing from you. It is having you live short of the blessings and promises of God. Deception is ultimately what the enemy is leading you towards. And it starts with your willful ignorance towards the word of God. So the first step to defeating my enemy is to start moving from ignorance to knowledge. We've been saying it the last four weeks, Hosea 4.6, my people, my people, God says, are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. But it goes on to say this, because you have rejected knowledge. Woo! We don't like this part. I have rejected you. Every time I reject knowing God more, every time I reject time in his word, you know what I'm really doing? I'm rejecting God himself. I'm telling him I want to be on the side of knowledge rejection and therefore be rejected by you almighty God. But am I looking at a generation that is tired of being ignorant, tired of being around ignorant people, tired of watching everyone else, looking at everybody else, trying to get a hold of communicating knowledge, instead of spending time in the presence of God, in the Word of God, getting it directly from God Himself. See, when I remain willfully ignorant, I actually remain in darkness. And I told you two weeks ago, darkness is the domain that satanic powers are permitted to operate in. Anywhere there's darkness, it's been reserved for the kingdom of darkness. And therefore, Satan operates anywhere. Darkness is permitted and allowed. Darkness isn't just turn the lights off. It's those places of ignorance. And most of us Americans, we have, listen to me, I don't know why you keep making up excuses about not having time to read the word. It's all about your desire in America. America. You have time to do whatever the heck you want to. I know because I see your social media. We do what we want. We have no excuse as Americans not to know the word. Because even if you don't carry one of these around with you all day long, you have your phone on you. And I'm pretty sure you got three Bible apps downloaded. When's the last time you opened one? This communicated knowledge keeps us Ever vulnerable to demonic activity in our life, because we're hoping that what the pastor says will be enough to carry me through a few days. Hopefully that the man of God, the woman of God, will give me a word from God that will do something for my situation. Why don't you get a hold of the God who can do something about your situation yourself and watch what He does in your life? The truth is, in every area of our life where there's darkness. Satan has permission to operate. But that's why we must learn to walk in the light. Pastor Joshua said this three weeks ago now, and I'm just repeating it again. For those of us who walk in the light, we know the truth. John chapter 8. The truth is light. Light is truth. And when I, literally, I know the truth, and the truth will set me free. Not, not We get off on this, the truth will set us free, but you got to read the whole verse in its entire context. You will know the truth. You will have direct, revealed knowledge of the truth. And what you know about the truth will allow the truth now to break off the bondages and baggage of darkness in your life. If you want to live free, you've got to know the truth. For Eve, she had God's communicated knowledge, secondhand through her husband. It was communicated, not revealed. I've got to tell you today, just hearing God's word during a service, a podcast, YouTube, just hearing it is not enough. More than just hearing Yes, I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, I know that. But let me take you just a a step further if I can. Because when Pastor Katrina was talking about this last week, information alone is not enough. If I want real transformation in my life, I I can't just build it on information. I need divine revelation from Almighty God. And revelation will keep me from the enemy's deception. Revelation. What is revealed? What we're getting ready to do right now is something I do every Sunday, right before I walk out on the stage. You thought it was something spiritual. I check the Batcave. I have Kareem or someone else check me one more time. Because I might think I look good. I feel like I'm looking fly today. That's an old term. But the mirror is always going to reveal what's really going on. Can I tell you, this bad boy right here is a mirror? James chapter 1. You don't just listen to God's word or be ye doers of the word, you must do what it says. Don't just be a hearer. Do what it says. Otherwise, you are deceiving yourself. If I only see it, but don't do it, I'm deceiving myself. If I know my hair is out of place, my clothes are wrinkled, if I know there's something hanging out in the bat cave and I don't do anything about it, I'm deceiving myself. But the Word of God is now presented to me in such a way that I don't just need to look at it. I need to do what it says. And in the application of truth, it now gives me the authority to trample on top of deception. Verse 23 says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. But if you carefully look into the a perfect law that sets you free. And if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I want to know, is there a generation present that doesn't just want to pray for the blessings of God, but you're going to activate the blessings of God over your life, over your family, over this city, not just by hearing the word, shouting a preacher on, lifting your hands, getting excited, but doing what it says. Because doers overcome deception every day of the week. Doing what the word says. Don't just get excited because I'm, I'm getting loud. Do what it says. This whole deception of the enemy is meant to keep us in a place we are ever vulnerable to losing Ever vulnerable to failing. Ever vulnerable to coming up short. Ever vulnerable to another lie. When I look into the perfect word of God, you know what I see? You know what I really see? I see the man I want to be. I know you want that in a romantic song. She makes me the man I want to be. Cool. But she ain't going to do it all for you, buddy. It's when you look in the mirror and you recognize, ah, snap, my attitude's out of place. When I look in the mirror and I recognize, I still got some hate in my heart. When I look in the mirror and I recognize, there's still some racism there that don't look right. When I look in the mirror and and I recognize, I still got a little bit of jealousy hanging out. I'm, I'm still trying to compare myself to others. It's when I look in the mirror and I recognize, not everything is right. The Word of God becomes the mirror to who you can be, who you should be, who you called to be, and who you really are in Christ Jesus. I want to know, are you the kind of men and women that believe the Word of God is the ultimate revealer, not just of what you could be, but who you are in Jesus Christ? Because if you know that, you will know that truth, act on that truth, and the truth will set you free. I'm going to wrap this up. Bible is a mirror. And I don't know who I really am until I look into the Word. It's when I look in the Word it's revealed to me. This is who I am. This is who I am. I'm not sick. I'm healed. I know what that mirror tells me. But this one tells me by His stripes I am healed. I I know it looks like I'm broke, but when I look in the Word, when I see what the Word says, my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. I know what it looks like in that mirror, but this one reveals who I really am. I know you're discouraged, depressed. Many times you come to church defeated, if you even come at all. That's what the mirror looks like. But the Word of God tells you, you are more. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. Thanks be unto God who always causes you to triumph in Christ Jesus. When I begin to look in the Word and see it as a mirror, I see myself for who I really can be, who I really should be. Can I tell you, don't just hear the word on Sundays. Do what it says on Monday. Do what it says on Tuesday. Do what it says when you don't feel like it Wednesday night. Do what it says Thursday. Don't just agree with it on Sunday. Do it the other six days of the week. Do it and watch how God will bless you for doing it. Watch how God will keep his promises when you do it. It's not about what I say amen to. It's not about what I I shout at. It's not about even what I believe. It's about what I do. This is the blessings of God overtake what I do. The blessings of God don't overtake my good intentions. The blessings of God don't overtake what I desire. The blessings of God overtake what I decide to do. I don't have to earn my salvation. That's already been done. I don't have to earn grace. That's already been done. But I do need his blessings over my life. His blessings over my marriage. His blessings over my money. His blessings over this city. If I want these blessings, I've got to do what he says. This isn't a hard message, y'all. This a simple obedience. Obedience to his word. What it produces in my life is the blessings of God. So on Sunday, when I hear I'm healed, I say it again on Monday. I am healed. On Sunday when I hear I am prosperous, on Monday when I look at my bank account, I am prosperous. On Sunday when I hear it's time to forgive, and on Monday when I run into that co-worker again, do it, I forgive. On Sunday when I hear the word of God that says you are free, 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 then when temptation comes later on Sunday night, hello somebody. I remind temptation whom the Son sets free. is free indeed. Free indeed. When I hear on Sunday that I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I repeat it on Monday. And in every area of your life where Satan can't deceive you, that's another area of your life he can't defeat you. I'll say it again. In every area of your life where Satan can't deceive you, that's another area of your life where he'll never be able to defeat you. Let me say it again, just so it sinks in your spirit. Every area of your life where Satan tries to manipulate, lie, cunningly convince, deceive. Every area of your life that he can't deceive you is another area of your life where he will not defeat you. Am I looking at some men and women in this place today? And I I feel in my spirit that I am. You are tired of living under deception. You are tired of living in, in the darkness of lies. You've, you've made it up in your heart and your mind here today. At some point, pastor's going to stop preaching this message, and I'm going to have to start living this message. At some point, they're going to move on to a whole nother series, and I can't wait for that day. But until that day comes, he's going to keep telling me not to believe the deceit of the enemy. And every area of my life, I refuse to be deceived, whether it be my money, whether it be my attitude, whether it be my marriage, whether it be my ministry, whether it be the, this community. Every area, I refuse to be deceived. I'm letting the enemy no, you have no right to be here No right to operate here You have no authority, no place whatsoever And you can't defeat me where you can't deceive me Get out of here I've got the truth of God's word Let me just wrap this up Heavenly Father, I thank you You are the God of all truth Someone say all truth Say it so the enemy can hear you He's the God of all truth in him is no darkness. In him is no deceit. In him is no emptiness. In him is no lie. In him is no falseness. In him is no falsehood. In him is no presumptuousness. In him is nothing more than truth. It's who he is all truth. And if you're sitting here right now resisting the truth, fighting the truth, your will trying to supersede God's, understand you're the man who's looked in the mirror. Because I've given you the word. You're the one who's looked in the mirror. But you've forgotten what you saw. Because you forgot what he said. We've got to become the generation that doesn't just hear the word. That doesn't just respond with physical emotion to the word. We have to be the generation that does what it says. Obedience to what it says. When God says give, it will come back to you when you obey what it says. When God says forgive, how many times? 70 times seven. Forgive. Do it. Do it. It will keep your heart free from bitterness. It will keep you from isolation and acting like you know better than everyone else. You fool. You fool. Forgive, forgive, forgive. So you can finally be the vessel God wants to use in other people's lives as well. My God, forgive. you, Forgive because you've been forgiven. Forgive, forgive. Do what it says. When the word says to serve the Lord with gladness, don't come up here Sunday with a scowl on your face. Oh, they schedule me again. Do what the word says. Serve Him with gladness. Hey, I'm glad to be a part of his kingdom. I could still be, I could be hungover still right now, like I used to. Depressed, beat up by all the things I lost in my life. But everything God has done for me, shoot, you could schedule me every Sunday if you want to, Pastor, because I get to serve my king with gladness. Do what it says. I'll try to get some more recruits. See what I'm trying to do? I'm trying. I'll try. I'll try. When the Word of God tells me to love my enemies, pray for those who've cursed me. Bless them when they curse me. Pray for them when they despise me. Ooh. Listen to me. With what I've been through in my life the last few months, I can relate to most of you more than I ever could. Honestly, I I feel so human at times. There were were, were times I literally felt like I was on another level. Like I was a superman sometimes. And trust me, some of you treated me like that. Truth of the matter is, is the enemy will always come after those. Those who are going to do something for the kingdom of God. When Jesus shows up on the scene, Satan doesn't waste any time. He goes after him. And questions him, much like he did to Eve. When he says to Eve, did God really say? He questions Jesus' identity. He says, if you are the son of God. And he goes after you, those who are trying to do something for the kingdom. And in the end, you know what I've been able to do every time? Every time the enemy has tried to lie to me deceive me. Manipulate me. Tell me how to fast track my way to my destiny. Just like Jesus. I have only one response and it has worked every single time. Just like it doesn't work when I don't use it. But when I respond to the enemy the same way Jesus did. I see the victory the way Jesus did. Satan comes at me with a lie. He comes at me with a form of the truth. He comes at me with a twisted knowledge of God's word. And if I come back with these three words. Say It is written Every time I come back With the word of God The devil's got to back up off me Recognizing I don't just have Communicated knowledge Somebody didn't just tell this to me Somebody didn't just preach this to me I know God for myself I've experienced him myself And this truth I know Sets me free You got to believe Even as a minister I constantly hear the lies, the deception. And every time I don't respond with it is written, I fall into that deception. And I feel bad for myself. I see why some of you are such a sob story. I get it. I, I've experienced it now. You come to me every week. Oh, it's the same thing every week. Past. <laughs> I get it. I can now relate because you don't come back at the lie with it is. and you can't come back with it as written Well, you don't know it. (laughs) Rev, I've heard it said that this is the most biblically illiterate generation in America of all time. I've heard it said But I came to tell this generation, it is written. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people who have been called to show forth his praises because he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's be the generation that comes back at every lie with it is written. Let's be the generation that comes back with at every deception with it is written. Let's be the generation that doesn't just hear the word, but say amen to the word. Let's be the generation that does it. Stand your feet with me all over this room. Stand your feet with me all over this room. My God, the the truth I've learned about myself, learning has kind of two avenues to it. I learn because I need to learn something. And then along the way, as I'm learning, I begin to understand there are things I've learned that I now have to unlearn. And this is where the majority of American Christendom is at. Where no matter what kind of denomination we were brought up in, many of us have had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. And so American churches no longer really see The power of God on full display. It's not because God doesn't want to do it. It's because we don't believe it anymore. We don't look for it anymore. We don't pray for it anymore. We don't desire it anymore. And we don't even pray, God, have your way. Because if he did, how are we going to get done in an hour and a half? Can I tell you Sundays does not belong to the NFL? Can I tell you, Sundays does not belong to... Let me say, Sundays does not belong to the NFL. You tried to hijack the Lord's Day, but it don't work with us. Because our church service goes right over until the Sunday kickoff. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is this. I have had to learn not just what I don't know, but some of the things I've been taught. I got to unlearn this nonsense. I, I do. I've I've got to unlearn this religious superiority that I was kind of raised around, if you will. That that because I got the Holy Ghost, I'm better than other people who don't. That's only going to repel them from the truth that they need the Holy Ghost. I was raised in an atmosphere, if you will, before the Welton's came around. Where it's pretty much all white people. And when you're not careful, you think you know how to do church right. You think you've got it all. We got it all figured out. And then God sends someone along the way to kind of turn things upside down on you. Like, wow, this is what color does in church. Okay, okay, okay. When you look at me, I told you this a couple weeks ago, don't look at me as a white man. Don't do it. Don't. That's how the world labels me. See me how the word labels me. wasn't a black woman preaching last week. That was an anointed child of the most high God. Preaching his word. Setting the masses free. Delivering and communicating. So that you would finally get a hold of revealed knowledge for yourself. You understand what we are. You look around this room. We're different for a reason. Because we're doing it biblically. We are doers of the word. I just want to mess up all of everything that America has learned about church. Sunday's is the most segregated day of the week across the face of America. That's because they, they've learned something wrong. We're going to help them unlearn their nonsense and relearn the word of God. There is neither slave, nor free, nor Jew, nor Gentile, nor male, nor female, nor Hispanic, nor black, nor white, nor rich, nor poor, nor fat, nor skinny, nor smart, nor stupid. We are all one in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3, the revealed, the revealed knowledge lets me look at any one of you in this room with the love of God. In the face of every lie and deception, we must come back with it is written. If you have a Bible, if you use your phone, hold it up real quick. Don't worry, I'm not Joelstein, I'm not gonna make you repeat after me. <laughs> I see lots of phones. Hallelujah. And I see a couple of disobedient people. Just hold your phone up, it's all good. Heavenly Father, we cannot deny every opportunity to know your word. And we recognize today that Satan is fighting us constantly. There's one thing he's fighting. He's fighting our time in the word. He doesn't always fight our time in prayer. He doesn't always fight our time singing. But he will fight our time in the word. He will keep us occupied. He will keep us busy. He will keep us entertained. He will do everything he can to choke out the word from producing fruits in our life. So Father we are a people today fully aware of the schemes and plans of the enemy to keep us ignorant and keep us in darkness. And we are saying today more than just praying, more than just singing, more than just Sunday attendance, I need His Word. Because when I do His Word, I will have the blessings that come from the promises in His Word. And I will see the deceit of Satan stopped in my life. And I will be able to walk around this place healed, delivered, empowered, encouraged, and be a blessing to everyone else around me instead of a drain on their lives. Because I'm a doer of the Word. Come on, doers today. Doers of the Word. Doers of the Word. Those who do what it says, I want you to make a covenant today. Starting today, I'm going to know this word. I'm going to know this word. I'm going to know this truth. And this truth will continuously set me free. If you're married, grab hold of your spouse. If you're not, but you have somebody you can be accountable to, grab hold of somebody you can be accountable to. Just grab hold of somebody you can be accountable to. That means get their phone number if you don't have it. Yeah. You can put your arm down. It's going to get tired. Unless you want to keep it up there. Grab somebody you can be accountable to. Everybody, come on. Don't. This ain't a hard thing. This ain't a hard thing. Grab a hold of somebody you can be accountable to. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. My God. The truth of the matter and what I'm getting ready to say right now is that the enemy works the best when we are isolated deception is so easy when we're isolated. seriously. I don't know if Adam was present the entire time for the deception or not. I do know scripture says after she took the bite she turned and gave it to Adam who was with her. I don't know how long he was there. All I know is he didn't speak up. If he was there the entire time and he had the revealed word, he didn't speak up. He let her fall into deception. This is why you need accountability you can't, do not believe the lie that you can live this life on your own. Even Jesus was smart enough to surround himself with people to help him do his work. You can't do this alone. And if you, if you, have you convinced yourself that I can walk this walk on my own? The problem with that is you are so deceived, and so isolated. That's why God can't even use you anymore. Except on a handful of circumstances. Not the way he wants to. Stop being deceived by being isolated. Find some accountability. Now here's why I'm asking you to grab hold of somebody for accountability. Because starting today, I'm going to ask you to decide what chapter you're going to read. Decide what chapter you're going to read. I'm not asking you to read a whole book of the Bible. Just decide what chapter you're going to read. Let's read James 1. Boom, there it is. That was easy. Thank you, Pastor. Read James 1 and then follow up that person later on tonight and ask them what did you get out of what you read? What did God reveal to you when he was communicating with you? Everybody got some accountability? You got some accountability? Everybody got accountability. Everybody. You're not better than this. No, no. You ain't better than this. Don't. Get off your high horse. Everybody. Because now, now. We are letting the enemy know. I'm not isolated any longer. I'm not separated any longer. This isn't just about me. I recognize that when somebody's there to hold me accountable, and they know the truth, and they remind me of that truth, even when I don't want to hear it, maybe that truth will become mine. And the truth I know will set me free. Heavenly Father, that man, that woman that is standing next to me is a miracle. They're standing next to me, and there's a calling. They're standing next to me, and there's an accountability. You're placing on us right now. This isn't by happenstance. This is divine. This is happening for a reason. So more than just praying for this person, because we can do that right now, more than just asking for them, I'm going to be accountable to them. Whew. I preached a message years ago that said you can account on me. I'll be there. I'll be there. The person that's standing next to you right now, I am committed to making sure that they read James 1 tonight. Not just telling them what I got. I'm committed to making sure they read it and hearing what they got out of it. And God, if you be willing and if your people be willing, this will be a daily thing. A, a daily Cody actually taught me about this. This is just a daily thing. What are you reading today? Tell me what you're reading. Tell me what you got out of it today. Just tell me. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Because now I've got accountability. Shoot, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm ready to go to bed and I haven't read yet. Ooh. Okay. Well, tell me what you got out of it while I'm reading it. Either way, this accountability. If you're committed to this family, if you're committed to accountability, if you're committed to the word, you're also committed to kicking deception out of your life. This is what we're doing. I'm committed to no longer believing the lies of the enemy. I'm exposing lies with light. So, Father, thank you today that you're helping us see we're not alone. We are not alone. Some of us like to be alone, but we're not. And you didn't call us to be alone. So, thank you, Lord, today. The word is going to get deep in our hearts. It's going to permeate our thoughts. And it's going to come through our actions. We will be doers of the word. We will no longer be deceived. We will no longer be defeated. We will have the blessings of the Lord as we apply this word to our life. Thank you Lord right now. Thank you Lord. If you don't have that person's phone number, go and get it. Get there, yeah, Snapchat, get something, yeah, get something. I don't know if I got any single people in here that I just helped you get somebody's digits, whatever But Either way, truth be told, this is how we move forward. If you are thankful for truth, if you're thankful for light, if you're thankful for the Word of God, can you just lift your hands one more time and just say, thank you, Lord. 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 Am I closing the service out today, Pastor know. Am I closing this out? I guess I'm closing this out. No, oh, oh Ryan's closing it out. Okay, thank you, sir. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you today. Continue to lead us in all truth. Guide us in all truth. Use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let our God's people shout amen today. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Impact Church Aurora podcast. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information or to give, please visit us at www.impactchurcharora.com. Now, go out into the world and continue making an impact.